Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. It is Barry White's birthday today. So we honor the great Barry White, born in 1944. My uh, favorite uh, Barry White song, I'm Gonna Love You Just a Little Bit More. So love the way that this song starts off. So... Uh, 404-726-0929. That is both our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line and it is our phone line. Going to ask you the question, are you concerned at all about the Falcons pass blocking? So, Day Day, I have the pro football focus numbers for the Falcons blocking grades, okay? Okay. So, Matthew Bergeron, um only had a run-blocking grade of 40.1, but he was an 83.9 in the pass-blocking. So that's good news, okay? Drew Dahlman was a 73.4 in run-blocking and a 72.9 in pass-blocking. Then we get to Jake Matthews, who was a 72.6 in run-blocking. He was a 55 in pass blocking. Caleb McGarry was 79-7 in run blocking. 43.9 in pass blocking. And this one boggles my mind. Chris Lindstrom was a 77.7 in the run blocking. His pass blocking grade, are you ready? Ready. 16.7. Yeah. I mean, you kind of saw it. You saw it. Absolutely. You know? And and McGarry and Lindstrom were getting beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jake Matthews got beat. Dolman got beat a little bit in the first half, had a better second half. But this is part of the reason why we're not going to throw it 30 times a game. And look. We've talked about this all, again, we've talked about these things all summer long. Is Caleb McGarry going to be a guy that can still pass block as well as his run blocking? And we've brought this up repeatedly because it has been a question. 
And the thing that McGarry has not done well has pass blocked. Now, look, Lindstrom is going to be fine. I, I That's an aberration. But I am concerned a little bit about McGarry. But I'm not concerned because I know we're not going to – listen, if Matt Ryan was our quarterback and we're going to throw it 40 times a game, then I'd be concerned. But I'm not concerned because our offensive identity and our playing personality and what we're going to do isn't going to be to drop Desmond Ritter back 40 times a game. He's going to drop back 20 to 25 times in a game. He'll complete a high percentage of passes because he won't throw it deep very often. There's not going to be a lot of deep shots and things like that. So it's not going to be a situation where you're going to have to get him, you know, keep him stood up or whatever. Plus, he's also mobile. He can get out of the pocket. And he can make some plays. He made a nice play, a couple nice plays with his legs over the weekend. But you're not going to ask those guys to do a lot of different things. You're not going to ask them to do what they don't do from a comfort level standpoint. And that's how this team has been built with guys. You know, Jake's always been a good run-blocking offensive lineman. He's actually been a pretty good, you know, offensive lineman as far as pass protection goes. It's one of the reasons why he's lasted as long as he has at left tackle is because he's been able to help support his quarterback, who, by the way, was a guy who threw it 600 times in a season. And that's why I say I don't think we're going to get above 350 attempts. And, Day-Day, did we not talk about this, like, spring? Yeah. About how many pass attempts is how many pass attempts is uh, Desmond Ritter going to end up with? Mm-hmm. And I said it was under. I said it'd be under three fifty. Well, based upon you know again the numbers, you know he had eighteen pass attempts or whatever. What what's? Give me what. Do some. You got your calculator handy. Do some math. What's eighteen uh, times seventeen? All righty here, calculator. Eighteen times seventeen. Eighteen, 18 passes. Three oh six. Okay. So he'll be I I and I thought it would be somewhere 325 340. I don't think he gets the 350 attempts. Now last year they threw it like 300 times total in the season or whatever. But I don't think he gets I don't think he gets to 350 attempts. And that'll be one of the lowest in the league, but part of that is it's not a matter of trusting Desmond Ritter. You saw that they were going to let Desmond Ritter throw the football a little bit. But when you can't pass block, and look, is that maybe one of the best defensive lines we'll see all season long? Probably. Like, I don't I don't think that there are going to be way too many defensive lines that can get more pressure on a quarterback than what the what the Carolina Panthers can do. But at the same time, it is a concern because if they think they can't pass block, they're going to load up and try to force the Falcons to throw. But, again, after this week, you know what you see in week number three, Day-Day? See one of those dudes, mm-hmm. Aiden Hutchinson. Yep. Jacksonville can get after the quarterback. Washington can get after the quarterback. Tampa can get after the quarterback. Tennessee can get after the quarterback. Minnesota can get after the quarterback. 
and they're going to make the Falcons try to be a one-dimensional offense and have to throw the football. And look, the Falcons are going to have to stay true to what they do, right? Like, that's the thing is, you have to stay committed. And I think Arthur Smith knows that, and he understands that, and I think he's, he's, he's going to do that. They're not going to get out of their game plan. They're not, going to, they're not going to get dictated. But, again, I will say, Arthur Smith did comment about the fact that he had to do some things differently in his offensive play calling because of the constant pressure that Desmond Ritter was under. Yeah, and you saw it early. You saw it. You saw the change very early too. Like you could tell very early on that because there was the pass that I think it was batted down or it went off the back of somebody's helmet. I can't remember. Well, that's the first play of the game was was Ritter threw right. a, a pass basically off Dolman's head, right, and he caught it, and that's the reception that he had. Yep, and then there was like maybe a few plays later, there was another one. So you kind of could tell like right away when they got back mm-hmm. on on that next series, offensive series, that they were like, okay, you know what, let's let's pound the pound and ground it. Yeah, and and look, <clears throat> their offensive identity was never going to be to throw it forty times anyway. That like that that this team is not. And I don't care about the receivers and tight ends and and all that kind of stuff. What what I care what I day day have I not been consistent about this? What I care about is what their red zone efficiency is. I don't care what they do between the twenties. I don't care how many targets Drake Lennon has. I don't care how many targets Kyle Pitts has or Johnny Smith. Be great in the red zone. Be great in the red zone. Well, they were three for three, scored three touchdowns. I'll take that all day because you're probably going to have, again, they kicked a 49-yard field goal, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes you get bogged down on offense a little bit and you're going to kick a field goal. But when you get down deep in the red zone, you've got to be able, you've got to be able to, um, you've got to be able to score touchdowns. Yeah. You've got to be able to do that. And that's the thing about, you know, this Falcons team is, Again, if we can be efficient in the red zone, we can throw it 20 times a game. And look, you got 131 yards out of your two running backs. That's without Cordero Patterson. Your two guys that lead this team, they got 131 yards on 25 carries. They were over five yards a carry combined. I'll take that all day long. If we can run it at five yards a clip, brother, we're going to line up and run it a lot. I don't care what team's are going to dictate to us. Again, they still had a good defensive front, and we still ran it for over five yards an attempt. We're still going to take that. Like I said, Robinson, Algier, Cordero Patterson, like there's no reason that those guys won't average five yards an attempt. So we'll see what happens with it. But, you know, again, I, I do have some concerns about McGarry, but I've always had those concerns. Like, my concerns about what Caleb McGarry is in pass blocking isn't any different. It's no different. Now, look, again, in a couple of weeks, when he lines up against Aiden Hutchinson, that's that's going to be interesting to see. Hutchinson, does he move around? Does he just pick on McGarry or Jake Matthews or whatever? Because that's a beast. That's a guy who comes off the edge. And by the way, talk about teams that had good opening week wins and all that. Obviously, they had a good opening win against the Kansas City Chefs. And I don't care if Travis Kelsey wasn't there or whatever, and Mike Tirico can talk about all the asterisks in the world. Guess what? Everybody's got players that are hurt. 
You get players that are hurt. And you know what they don't do in the NFL? Put asterisks. Guess, guess what they look at? When I look at the standings in the NFL, I see Detroit's 1-0. I see Green Bay is 1-0. I see the Falcons are 1-0. They don't care about all that stuff. Doesn't matter who you beat, why you beat them, what the circumstances are. It's all about did you win on that particular day. And so this will be, you know, a good test over the next couple of weeks that we're going to play the Packers, whose offense did some good things. We're going to play the Detroit Lions, whose defense gets after people. And we'll see what happens. But we're going to stay true to what we do. Our, you know, as Bo Bach would say, our playing personality. Playing personality is to be tough, physical, off the line of scrimmage, move people north and south. And you see the difference. I mean, look, for all the struggles of Lindstrom, who was a 16.7, he was still a 77.7 in the run game. For Caleb McGarry's struggles in the passing game, 43.9, he was still a 79.7 run block. For Jake Matthews' struggles in the passing game, 55, he was still a 72.6 run blocker. So we still did those things well, but we weren't able to protect our quarterback. And hence, guess what? Ritter took four sacks in that game. So, again, it's it's a little concerning. I have my concerns about McGarry, but I'm, I'm going to let things just kind of settle in and see what happens at the end of the day. Let's see what this thing looks like at the end of it. You know, again, when we start lining up against some of those fire breathers, you know, and we saw one in Brian Burns, and he did have our number, but be true to what we do. Run the football effectively, punch it in, touchdowns in the red zone, and turn the football over. We did all of those things on Sunday, and hence we ended up winning. All right, when we get back, it will be time for That's Life. A, a rookie card has come up for auction here, plus our top ten as well. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, not to the game, Odyssey.com app. I don't know about that. There's been a time we loved it. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at it, Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios, 921. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Don't forget, we got Rankum coming up at 940. So uh, get your lists in. I keep forgetting now that we, when, when we got it so short, uh, that Rankum comes up so quickly on me. But um, anyway, get your listen at uh, 404-726-0929 at JMCH316 at DD Lewis for real. Um, so you're probably not familiar with this set, Day Day, but in, 19, in 1982... <clears throat> There was a wrestling trading card set put out uh, called Wrestling All-Stars, okay? And it's got all the big names at the time in it. But what makes it unique is the fact that this is considered to be Hulk Hogan's rookie card. And it's just a very a very minimal type set. Um, it's from 1982. There is a... Gem Mint 9.5 graded rookie card of Hulk Hogan in this set. Now, there are still 17 days to go in this auction, but right now the current bid is $22,000. I'm guessing it will probably, because again, it'll get some momentum by the time it gets to 17 days. I'm guessing... It's almost seven figures or six figures by the time it gets. I'm going to guess yeah. that it's going to be almost a hundred thousand by the time it gets there in 17 days. Yeah, definitely. So, 22 right now. Yeah. 22 right now. Yep. And uh, the next minimum bid would be twenty three thousand uh, dollars, but I-, I think that card will go for somewhere seventy five, eighty thousand dollars when it's all said and done. And again, this is. Pre um, WWF Hulk Hogan. This is Terry Bollea in the AWA yeah, in 1982. Gonna, yeah, that thing's going to reach. I could see it hitting maybe 150, maybe. Could be. I mean, it's entirely possible. But um, but that card's going to go for some some big time money. And by the way, those were not well produced cards. So the fact that it's gem mint is probably pretty rare because. 
Those cards were very flimsy. They, they were they were very flimsy just as far as the quality of the cardboard and everything that they were printed on. They're not like tops or whatever, like, you know, something that, you know, is, is good card stock and all this kind of stuff. Um, but it's a famous set because, again, it's got Hogan. It's got Andre the Giant. It's got Ted DiBiase. It's got everybody from the territories, right? It, it isn't just like WWF. It's got all these guys from the because 1982, they're still in territory wrestling. Yeah, I think once word gets out about that, yeah, that thing can get up there. Have you got 22 grand laying around that I can bid yeah, on? No, or? unfortunately, no. <laughs> well, listen, we uh, we dare to dream, right? Um, <laughs> all right. So, a guy, Day Day, in Copenhagen, Denmark, <clears throat> was just going around. Um, running his um, metal detector, okay, and just looking for different, you know, trinkets and stuff like that. And he thought that he had found some, like, chocolate money buried in some soil. Well, it turns out that he found nine pendants, three rings, and ten gold pearls in what is described as the country's gold find of the century. So this guy's a 51-year-old... His name is Erlen Bohr um, on the southern island of uh, R-E-N-N-E-S-O-E-Y. Renny O-C, near the city of Stavanger. So here's what he actually ended up finding. Um, let's see here. It is, so they say that a professor has dated them. The pendants that are flat, thin, single-sided gold medals called uh, bracelets date from around A.D. 500. It's somewhere between 400 and 550 A.D. They say the pendants and gold pearls were part of a very showy necklace that had been made by skilled jewelers and worn by society's most par- powerful. And in Norway, no similar discovery has been made since the 19th century and is also very unusual to find in Scandinavia. An expert said such uh, pendants, um, about a 1,000 gold bracelets so far, have been found in Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. But now think about that. Five, four, either between 400 in 500 A.D., and he just found these things on an island, just looking around with his metal detector. Like, how did nobody ever find right. these things? Um, here's what they say. Under Norwegian law, objects from before 1537 and coins that are older than 1650 are considered state property and must be handed in. Now, let me tell you. Try pulling that stuff in America. <laughs> try again. Now, obviously, there's not gold coins in on American mainland. Right. You know, in 1500s. But again, well, I guess there could be. I guess when did Columbus discover America? 1492 or something like that. And that what the what the famous date is or whatever. But again, that would never fly in America. No. Turning. How about 
I, I have a coin that is from 1650, okay? And you think I'm going to turn that into the, the government? <laughs> that That's like the Indiana Jones thing, right? With right. the With the, um, the, the, co- the Ark of the Covenant, right? Just going to burn a hole in, in, in some warehouse. So he has to hand it in. I, I wouldn't be that gracious. Uh, those people are obviously very, you know, noble and peaceful and all that kind of We'd be going to war. We'd be going to war if you think I would be handing that stuff in. But it's just amazing to look at these pieces that he discovered. And like I said, how did they not find these things before? They're just kind of just kind of like gold trinkets and stuff like that. So they're going to be in the archi- the archaeological archaeological museum in Stavanger, which is about 200 miles from Oslo. They're going to be displayed. Nice guy. Ain't, no, no. Ain't no way I'm doing that. <laughs> right. Nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no way I'm giving them over to the state. I, first off, if I know that law, ain't no way I'm ever telling anybody. I'll go to America on the black market and sell them all. I promise. So anyway, find of a century. All right. We talked about it's Barry White's birthday today. So very quick, very easy. Tonight's top 10 list. Your favorite, your top 10 favorite soul singers of all time. Day Day, the floor is yours. All righty here. So I've got Aretha Franklin. Okay. Uh, I got Frankie Beverly. Oh, nice. Um, Curtis Mayfield. Okay. Teddy Pendergrass. Mm-hmm. Anita Baker. Mm-hmm. Gerald Levert. Oh, nice. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this guy, but uh, he, used to be, he was one of the first members of Blackstreet. Dave Hollister. Okay. Uh, Marvin Gaye. Al Green. I like the way you work, kid. Yeah. No diggity. Oh, <laughs> there sorry. <you> go. <laughs> um, like and my favorite, my favorite voice. I just this voice, uh, Donny Hathaway. Oh, just, I, I just the voice is just way, way too young. Yeah, way too young. He died. Yeah, took his own life. Right. Yeah, committed suicide. Yeah. So yeah, way, 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 way too young. So, um, all right. I had a hard time with this list because so I've, I've got yeah I've got mm-hmm. honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my my four honorable mentions: Bobby Womack, okay, um, Lou Rawls, yeah, Bill Withers, mm-hmm. and David Ruffin. Yes, um, that's my four honorable mentions. Yeah, David Ruffin almost made my list. Yeah, so I've got Teddy Pendergrass as well. Obviously, we do the love TKO right um, every night we're on. Um, I love Roberta Flack's voice. Yeah. I, I think Roberta Flack is one of the great singers of all time. Um, she's got a great catalog. Um, Marvin Gaye, yep. obviously, Barry White, mm-hmm. Ray Charles, okay, Luther. Oh, I forgot about Luther. Um, Al Green, the yeah. Reverend. <laughs> um, this may shock you a little bit, but I really like Erica Badu's songs. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's I, great. I, I'm I'm a yeah. fan. I'm a big fan. Oh yeah. Of Erica Badu. Nice. Um, nice. You know, again, she was here what about three months ago? She oh, had a was concert. She? Yeah. Yeah, it might have been a little that, longer than because what month are we in? Too? Yeah, because we're in what September? Yeah, yeah. She was here, I think, back in May, maybe. Really? Yeah. How did I miss that concert? I don't know. It was good. It was at Lakewood. I didn't. I mean, I didn't go, but I can imagine Dang. that was a good one. Yeah. I would have liked to seen her. I've never yeah. seen her in concert. I would like to seen her. Yeah. So you better call Tyrone though. <laughs> um, anyway, and then Anita Baker mm-hmm. and one of my absolute favorite voices of all time as well. Sade. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's my. Sade. Yeah, Sade. Yeah, Sade. Sade. 
<laughs> oh, well. All right. Um, rank them when we get back. 404-726-0929 at JMCH316 at the D. Lewis for real. Hit us up on the text line. Hit us up on our Twitter page. We'll have a little bit of fun as we close out the show on a Tuesday evening. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery show, hanging out at the Kia Studios. You know who sang back up on this song? Can you hear this part? Turn it up a little bit. Who's that? Oh, that's Luther. Yeah. That's Luther. Yeah. Luther did uh, the background vocals uh, on this Must song. have been a young yeah. young Luther. Well, this, this song, uh, Part-Time Lover, was in the 80s. What, 80s? Yeah, yeah, I mean... Like what, 84, 85? I about to say it had to be early eighties, kinda of yeah, early I, I to think, mid. I think I think I think part time lover was was at least eighty four, eighty five. Because was this the same album as I think I just called to say I love you? That was on That was the, actually well, on the Woman in Red. Right. Soundtrack. That was that was yeah. the soundtrack for Woman in Red. Yeah. Um but this was this may have been the album called Part Time Lover. Right. I have to look that up. Yeah. But um but yeah, this would have probably been 84, 85. Okay. Um, this was one of his last um, solo number one songs. Mm-hmm. He had again. He he had um, he had a number one song with um, Elton John, Gladys Knight, and Dionne Warwick and him. Remember they did yeah, that song. That's what friends that's are what for. That's what friends are for. That yep. was for the AIDS mm-hmm. benefit research yep. and all that yep. kind of stuff, whatever like that. Keep shining. So, yes, exactly. Yeah, sorry. Keep shining. <laughs> keep shining. No, you, you can always count on me. me. And then, and then you know, uh, Dion Warwick's over there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> anyway, so uh, <laughs> one of those, one of those like really cheesy '80s songs or whatever like that. And the video, I mean, they're all together. In the great, video. great, great cause, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think it was for AIDS research. And yeah, all that. it was, a, yeah. but yeah, it was one of those songs. Yeah. So I think Dionne Warwick was actually the person that was putting it all on or whatever like that. She yeah, got, she got her friends together for it, but he had that he was part of that number one song. Mm-hmm. But I think this was, I don't. Was I just called to say I love you before or after this song? Now let's see the woman in red. Yeah, now we got to do some research. Yeah, now now we got to figure some things out. So anyway, I'll I'll go into all of that. But anyway, um, 404-726-0929, at JMCH three one six at the D Lewis for real. Hit us up with your rankum list. We used to have a little bit of fun on the weekends picking Randy's brain, picking Hugh's brain. Sometimes I would give them a list of things to put in order. We decided to steal it, and we call this segment Rankum. All right, JC. So, obviously, last night uh, and all day today, the talk of 
the sports world was the injury to um, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and obviously the impact that that's now going to have on the Jets' season, uh, What you know, the remainder of their season. Right. So rank these most impactful injuries in the NFL. Joe Theismann in 1985, Bo Jackson in 1990, Dan Marino 1993, Drew Bledsoe 2001. Um, I will say Bledsoe in 01 because that gave way to Tom Brady yep. and – Tom Brady ended up becoming the greatest quarterback and maybe the greatest player in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, Bo Jackson, his career obviously changed the course of history when he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And we never got to see, obviously, Bo Jackson in a football uniform ever again. Mm-hmm. I'll put him number two. Um, Marino, probably third. Theismann, in that injury, I, I don't remember what the record of the I don't remember what the record is, but again, in eighty-five and eighty-six, you're talking about the Bears and the Giants. Giants, yeah. I mean, with all due respect to Washington, who was a great franchise and a great team, yeah. they weren't the Bears and Giants in eighty-five and eighty-six. You know, and now I and I think he was kind of more on the latter part of his yes, career. He absolutely yeah. was. Yes, so. absolutely. Yep. Yep. All right, here we go. Uh, you talked about being at the Braves game Saturday. I actually took my oldest son to Clemson. We went to the Clemson oh, game nice, Saturday. Nice. Very nice. Um, first time going to a college game that wasn't Georgia Tech, that wasn't okay. at Georgia Tech. Atmosphere was crazy. Rank these sports venue atmospheres. MLB, college football, NFL, NBA. Well, there's nothing like college football. I mean, nothing compares to college football. And I've, I've been lucky enough. I've been... I've been to weird places like Duke. Mm-hmm. I've been to Tech. I've been to South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Auburn, mm-hmm. uh, Gainesville, Florida. I went and saw Central Florida, and and I went uh, in Tebow, Tebow and Chris Leak the year that they won the national title. I was mm-hmm. in, in Gainesville, Florida, when they uh, when uh, Central Florida took on took on Florida. So I've I've been fortunate enough to go to several different stadiums. Um, nothing compares to college football. Um, You know, I'll say when they're at their peak, I think the Braves mm-hmm. fans mm-hmm. really. Yeah. I mean that that's that's a really good environment. Yes. I'll go Brave. I'll go MLB number two. Mm-hmm. I'll go NFL three, and I, I know a lot. Of, I, I know the NBA is a hot property. But um, there haven't been as many moments for, yeah. for the local teams. Yeah. Uh, here yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, today, iPhone uh, announced their, I think it's iPhone 15, I guess. Okay. Um, but it just had me thinking of Thank all God the different. I know, right? Same here. Uh, all the different phones and gadgets from over the years. Rank the ones, if you've had, especially if you've had these um, flip phone, a sidekick, iPhone, Blackberry. Oh, I love the BlackBerry. Yeah, the BlackBerry you could, you, was you great. Could type up, you could type <laughs> up everything you know on there. Um, so with the keypad and all that yep. kind of stuff, like a mini mini typewriter. I'll go that number one. Um, flip phone, old-fashioned flip phone. Listen, I want to get one of those for my daughter, but, um, <laughs> you know, would rather her with that. But uh, that's number two. Um, I, I've never had an iPhone, and I didn't have a sidekick. I know what the sidekick is. So I'll go sidekick still number three. Okay. And iPhone because I've never I've never decided to spend the money on having an iPhone. Yeah, I've, uh, the sidekick, I did have the sidekick, but I'm with you. I've never had an iPhone. Yeah. I love the sidekick. It was pretty cool. 
I remember the sidekick. I just I didn't have one. Yeah, so. yeah. It was it was pretty cool. Um, all right, rank these um, actors as these characters. Um, Tom Cruise as Ethan, Mission Impossible. Okay. Daniel Craig, Bond. Matt Damon, Bourne. And Vin Diesel, Triple uh, X. I'll go Matt Damon as Jason Bourne, number one. Nice. Um, because okay. he surprised me in all that. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Um, I'll go Daniel Craig as James Bond, number two, because... I didn't know what he was going to be. I didn't know much about Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the Tomb Raider, sec- the second Tomb Raider movie. Right. And he was in a couple small things, but I didn't know what he'd be like. In Casino Royale, he is just monstrous yeah. um, in Casino Royale. Um, I'll go Ethan Hunt 3. And look, Vin Diesel, what type of people? <laughs> like, there's so many cheesy just cheesy lines. <laughs> what type of people? Like, it's just... And I like him as Triple X. Like, I love that first Triple X movie. Yeah. The, the, the third one wasn't... The second one wasn't very good with Ice Cube. Yeah, it the, wasn't. The third one wasn't all that good either. But the first one is fantastic. Yeah. Love the yeah. first one. Yeah. So... All Bora, right. Bora. Bora, Bora. <laughs> anyway. All right. You want to check your lines? All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. From Matt Ryan, rank these Pac-12 or Pac-10, I guess, quarterbacks. Jake Plummer, Ryan Leaf, Marquise uh, Tuiasosopo, and Joey Harrington. Um, I like Jake Plummer. I like Jake the Snake. Um, I thought he was a, a really good player at uh, at Arizona State. Um, I'll go. I'll go Joey Harrington two. Um, Ryan Leaf three, who was just a jag off. And uh, Tuiasa Sopo, number four. Uh, let's see here. Playing the piano from our buddy Marco on my Twitter page. Uh, Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, Little Richard, or Bill Withers? Um, I will go Little Richard, number one. I will go Ray Charles, number two. Um, I'll go Stevie Wonder, Little Stevie Wonder especially, number three. And I'll go Bill Withers, number four. From our buddy Rusty on the text line, um, rank these: Taylor Bashotti, Britt McHenry, Colleen Wolf, Molly McGrath. Um, I will take Britt McHenry all day long. Like I, I think she's fascinating. Um, I think that Colleen Wolf is fascinating uh, as well. I will take Taylor Bashotti number three, and Molly McGrath number four. Uh, let's see here from the text line: Rashawn Salam, Lawrence Phillips, touchdown Tommy Vardell, or Orlando, or, or sorry, Alonzo Highsmith. Um, I'll take Lawrence Phillips, even though he's a complete jagoff. Number one on that list. I'll take one of my favorites for the Browns, touchdown Tommy Vardell. Hot, not hot take Tommy, but touchdown Tommy. Hot take was a different guy. I'll take Tommy Vardell, number two. I'll take Rashawn Salam three, and I'll take Alonzo Highsmith number four. Uh, from our buddy Rusty again, rank these Richard Pryor movies: um, Bustin' Loose, Brewster's Millions, Stir Crazy, Movin'. Let me tell you, Stir Crazy is one of my favorite movies of all time. Him and Gene Wilder are just magnificent yeah. uh, together. I'll take that number one. Um, I don't know moving. 
I don't remember that movie, so I'll put that number four. And I'll do Bustin' Loose number two with Brewster's Millions number three. Yeah, Bustin' Loose, because Bustin' Loose was the one with Cicely Tyson, right? Yes. Yeah, and, that was and, a good And that was yeah. the song, too. Remember? Yeah. Feel like Bustin', Bustin Loose. Loose. Yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah. yeah. So I'll do that one number two. So, all right. Uh, all right. Go ahead and uh, are we? we yeah, gonna... yeah, we got time. All we right, got we go. at least get one in. Yep. All right, here we go. You ready? Hang on, right. There we go. All right, got a window up. All right, here we go. Uh, I guess it's Carly C A R L I E C A R L I E R O B R O B I L L A R D A R D underscore fitness. Um. C A R. Oh wait, I, I spelled that wrong. C A. Hang on. Okay. I spelled I spelled that wrong. So C A R. L I E. L I E. R O B. R O B. I L L. I L L. A R D. A R D. Underscore fitness. Underscore fitness. Yeah, I got uh, confused on uh, all of that. I got. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. Doesn't um, help that it's like long. Yeah. All right. Got that one. All right. Brooklyn, B-R-O-O-K-E-L-Y-N. Oh, Brook, L-Y-N, okay. Uh, dot B-2-3. Dot B-2-3. That's it? Yep. Okay. Um, let's see here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> hey, uh. Okay, she's uh she a redhead? <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. she's a redhead. All right, there we uh, go. All right, this next one is Paige Jadi, I guess. So P A I G E J A D E E E. Three E's? Yep. Three E's or four E's? Three. Three E's. All right. You got a diamond symbol with your name. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, so let me, let's see here. Uh, a couple images of her because it's blocking them all out. All right. Um, was that three of them or was there still one more? No, there's one more. That okay. was three. All right. All right okay. Ready? Yeah, uh, A-N-A. A-N-A. P-P-L-E. P-P-L-E. The number two. Two. D-A-Y. D-A-Y. An apple a day, huh? <laughs> I'm sure it does. Um. Well, let's see. A an apple today. Nothing's coming up with uh, with that one. I gotta back up if nothing. Well, hang on a second, because it's also got. No, uh, no. Let's see here. Uh, nope. It's uh, not letting me pull her up. All right. Well, let's go to a backup. All right. A L Y Y. A L Y Y. N I C. N I C. Zero. The number zero. Okay. L E. So it's Allie Nicole. Okay. And all right. Uh, let's see here. I will actually do. Um, I'll actually do Allie Nicole number one. Um, I'll do Paige Jade, number two. I'll do Carly, Carly Fitness, <laughs> Billboard Fitness or whatever like that, number four. And I'm not much of a redhead guy, so I go with uh, Brooklyn Dodgers, number four. <laughs> nice. 
All right, that's uh, Rankin for a Tuesday night. Uh, wrapping things up with the Love TKO up next. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, and Entertainment Game, Odyssey.com app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.